First of all, I mentioned in my prayer that this is unusual. Uh, the conventional wisdom is, is that having something during the week at church is kind of old. And to be honest with you, what we're doing here isn't the way things used to be. So I remember when I first became a believer in 1985, I used to go to prayer meeting at the church on Wednesday night, and you'd hear the preacher get up, there'd be singing some hymns, and there'd be a time of prayer at the end, and that would happen every week. And, and I can remember when I was a younger Christian, that was a real special time for me. But then a couple of years later, after I got saved, I went off to university and was exposed to a whole different type of Wednesday evening service, which was basically like basically like a Sunday morning service, except with prayer thrown in. And then, basically, in the time that I've ministered, even before I came here, you know, I used to do Wednesday night at the church that I was at before, and, you know, you'd have very few people showing up, you know, mostly older folks, and, you know, it just kind of died off. And when I came here, you guys didn't even have it. In fact, the only one... There's only two people, well, three here when I first came. That's Mike and Sam and Art. Everybody else is new. So we haven't had it for 17 years. It's probably been 18 or 19 years since they had a prayer meeting here. But this isn't a prayer meeting. It's called Refresh. Now, why did I choose that title? Well, you know, we've been approaching the morning service about seeking the fullness of God in our lives. And one of the components of doing that is not just knowing what the Scripture says about it, but it's about praying. You've got to ask God to come into your life in fullness. Now, you're not asking Him to give you the Holy Spirit. You already have the Holy Spirit. Okay? just want everybody to know that. When you got saved, you received the Holy Spirit. Everybody recognize that? Okay. But what we're talking about is allowing the Holy Spirit to have control in your life. That's what being filled with the Spirit means. And to be honest with you, that's where we're at as a church, because when we look at the church, we're looking at struggling commitment levels. We have that. Lack of desire for God's Word. Lack of desire for prayer. Lack of desire for anything. You know, if something else came up, we would find something else to do. Okay? That's just where it's at. All of that is a reflection of where we're at and that we are in need of Jesus. So that's why we did Refresh. We purposely chose not to do it on a Wednesday night because we didn't want it to be affiliated with the old Wednesday night Bible study. So everybody would say, oh, I went to Bible study. No, 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 this is something completely different, okay? There's going to be some things that are similar, but it's going to be something completely different. And what we want to do is, is we want God to... We want God's Spirit to guide us in prayer. So I'm going to introduce each section, and so we're going to do things a little bit different. So when you came in, so I'll give you one, Brad. You were handed a a fill-in-the-blank thing, and that's kind of to go through the points of the Bible study with you so that you can look back over those later. We're going to, We're recording these, so they'll be available on the web and on the app if you want to listen to it again. And then on the back is a prayer list. Now, we're not going to go through the prayer list. Everybody can read it themselves. But we are going to take prayer requests, and I will explain that as we get to that time, okay, how we're going to do that. So what we want to do, first of all, is 
do a Bible study. Now, normally when I was in church as a young person, a college kid, you know, the preacher basically had another series. And, I mean, it could be whatever he wanted to do, just like on Sunday morning. But I want to take the Bible study time of our refresh and make it relevant to why we're here. We're here, I'm assuming you're here, because you want God to take you to another level, and you want God to take our church to another level. So in order to do that, we know we need to pray, so we need some instruction from God's Word to guide us. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. In fact, what we're going to talk about tonight is our helper in prayer. So that's what our topic is tonight. So if you have your Bibles, or if you're going to use a pew Bible, we're going to look at two verses in Romans chapter 8. We're going to look at verses 26 and 27. And we're going to look at these verses. But first, let's talk about our dilemma. Because I'm sure that as you came here tonight, you're kind of like me. I mean, I was the same way coming here tonight, and I'm the one leading it. What do we pray for? How do we pray? I mean, we want to go to this next level, but what do we ask for? What are we expecting? Or, you know what I'm saying? And is this really going to be worth my time? Those are things that enter into our minds. And so we have a dilemma, okay? So the first thing I want you to notice is, is we recognize that prayer is important to reaching the next step. Throughout the scriptures and throughout church history, when you talk about revival, and that's really what we're talking about, when we talk about experiencing the fullness of God in our church, and when we talk about experiencing the fullness of God in our own lives, we're really talking about coming back to life. We're talking about our coming back to life in Christ, being excited again. We're talking about revival. And the only time revival occurs is when God sees extraordinary prayer. Okay? And that's a quote from Dr. J. Edwin Orr, who, by the way, wrote this book up here. It's not in his book. It's in something else we once showed here about prayer. And so Dr. Orr would say that God is... God's attention is drawn to extraordinary prayer. So here we are on a Thursday night doing something that really, to be honest with you, is extraordinary because this isn't normal. This is actually against conventional wisdom. If I told some of my friends that we're doing this, they would be like, what? Nobody's doing that anymore. How many showed up? Because they would be shocked, okay? Actually, I'm shocked tonight, okay? I didn't know what to expect, and I sure didn't expect this many, which is good, right? says something about where we're at, okay? So we recognize that prayer is important to reaching the next step. Now, here's the problem. Here's our dilemma. Yet prayer is an ongoing struggle. Is that true? Would you say that's true? That's true for me. Prayer is an ongoing struggle. I mean, you just you go to bed, and you're like, when I get up in the morning, Lord, first thing I'm going to do is spend time talking to you. Maybe just for a few moments, but I'm going to spend time talking to you. And you get up, and you just kind of 
you're almost like looking for something else to do. Did you know what I'm saying? Like, what's on the radio? Oh, did somebody send me a message? You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe I should make my breakfast a little bit more special today. I mean, you just are looking for something. So it's like this struggle, first of all, to get you to pray. And then when you pray, it's like you get in prayer and you're like, what do I pray about? Who do I pray about? How do I pray? You know, uh, and so it's a struggle. Do you know what I'm saying? Prayer is a struggle. Okay. So we know we need to pray. We need to pray and ask God to come in fullness in our lives and in our church. And, but yet it's a struggle. Okay. And so that results in this next part of our dilemma. Reaching the next step seems impossible. I will tell you, uh, I really felt for the last month or so that we should be doing this. Gradually, it came to a conclusion of that. Talked to the elders. And, and so this week, I announced it Sunday, and it's been like a struggle all week. Even mentally preparing myself for this, or even talking about it with the Lord. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, and, and then it's like, are you, George, are you nuts? This is, do you know what I'm saying? It just seems like, God, if you're dependent on me on moving our church to the next level, then we're doomed. Those are the thoughts that came to my mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not that committed, like I'm calling people to do. Do you understand? So I, I'm with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're all there. So if I'm feeling like it's impossible, I'm sure that as you look at your life and the things that are going on in your life and your struggle with prayer and you're like, God, we want you to bring us to this next level, you're probably thinking, man, this is impossible. Do you know what I'm saying? You're thinking this is impossible, right? Okay, so let me just say this before we look at our passage. This is going to shock you. You're in the right place. If you think this is impossible, if you find prayer a struggle, you're actually at the right place. Now, I'm not talking about here. You're in the right place here. But I'm talking about where you are at personally, in your thought process, in your struggle in your life. You're actually at the right place for God to do something. If you've come to that, see, what God wants is you to come to that conclusion. He doesn't want you to be, well, I can handle this. I know how to pray. Do you know what I'm saying? He wants you to come to a place of surrender. God, I, I can't do this. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't do this. Have you ever noticed that God works that way sometimes? It's like when you are, you really want something and you're really praying for Him and you're, you're trying to figure it out until you come to that place where you're like, I'm done, Lord. I'm done. I give up. If you want me to do something, you do it. And then, boom, what does he do? He opens the door to what you were hoping for. You just had to come to that place of what? Surrender. That's my story with this church. You know, when I left Canada, I went to work for my father-in-law while I was looking for, the, for a church. Went to work for my father-in-law in the pool and tree business. Not fun, especially when you have a master's degree. What am I doing this for? 
and going to churches and everything, every, and there were churches who were wanting us, but we knew we shouldn't go there, and it was just a struggle. And, and finally, I came to the Lord, and I said, Lord, if you want me in ministry, you have to open the door. Otherwise, I'm going to be a Christmas tree farmer the rest of my life. And a week later, somebody from the church called here and asked me to fill the pulpit. The rest is history. What needed to take place? I had to come to a place of surrender. So, okay, so if, you, if you're in that dilemma, and I'm in that dilemma, and you're in that dilemma, we're in the right place. So now let's look at what the Scripture says, because I think it's going to blow your mind. Okay? Look with me. We, you probably know these verses, if you've read them. But I'm going to dissect them a little bit for you in our last 15 minutes of this study. So let's look with me. Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know how we ought to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. All right, now here's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to give you four things to encourage you and to encourage me. And then we're going to pray. Okay? Number one, the Holy Spirit helps us. All right, so remember I told you you're in the right place if you have that dilemma going on, okay? Remember I told you that you're in the exact right place if you're recognizing, I don't want to pray, I struggle with prayer, I don't know how to pray, I always look for something else to do, but yet I know i got to do this, and I feel guilty, I feel ashamed, I feel less than as a Christian, you got the enemy coming to you and talking to you about that, even when you know you should be praying about something. Like, how do I pray about that situation? I don't know what to pray about that situation. I know I should be praying. What do I do? And we feel so inadequate. Here's what I want you to understand. This passage is telling us right off the bat in verse 26, he knows our weaknesses. So God already knows that you struggle. He already knows your prayerlessness. He already knows your weaknesses in prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? He already knows that even as we go to prayer later, later here in a few moments here, you're going to be like, what do I pray about? How do I pray? You know, we mentioned that situation. How do I pray about that situation? I don't even know how to pray about that situation. And we get like, oh, this is so frustrating. And I hope nobody calls on me to speak out loud because I'm going to leave. I won't be back. Fine. Do you understand? God understands all of that. The Holy Spirit understands everything about that. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit helps us. Now, here's the second thing I want you to understand. Now, here's what the passage is saying. Now, this should set you free. Sets me free. We do not know how to pray. We do not know how to pray. So, okay, I want you to listen to me. I'm assuming some of you have been to church as a young person, been to church throughout your life. Am I correct in saying that? Okay. And you probably have in your mind memories, like I have memories when I was a younger man, college student going to a church, and having some dear old saint in a church stand up and pray 
and it seemed like he was touching the mountain. Did you know what I'm saying? And he could pray. I mean, it's like you knew God was hearing him. But to be honest with you, you don't know if God's hearing him. He just sounded like he knew that, you know, that he was touching God. Do you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you look at him or you looked at her and you were like, I can never be like that. I can never pray like that. Okay, I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit, in this Word of God right here, says, He knows that all of us, including myself, the preacher, doesn't know how to pray. We're all on equal ground here. I don't care how long you've been walking with Jesus. You don't know how to pray. You might know how to pray in some circumstances, but I'm going to tell you right now, you don't know how to pray in every circumstance. Do you know what I'm saying? Because stuff happens that we don't expect, right? And there's stuff happens that we don't truly understand what's going on. We just know we need to talk to God about it, and we don't even know how to talk to him about it. Do you ever been in that kind of a situation? I have. Like, how do I pray for this person that I just found out is in a hospital? I don't even know what he's facing. I don't even know what's going on. I mean, it could be a heart attack or it could be a hangnail. How do I pray? God already knows that you and I don't know how to pray. That should set you free. So when you come here tonight, and we're going to spend some time in prayer tonight, you don't know how to pray. It's okay. It's okay. Why? Because these next two points will help you to understand. Because here's what it is. Number three there. The Holy Spirit prays for us. Look at what it says there. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be heard. The Spirit himself intercedes for you. The Spirit himself prays. The Holy Spirit who is within you Praise. When you go to prayer, you don't know how to pray, it's okay because guess who's praying while you're sitting there struggling? God is. The Holy Spirit within you is praying. Now, it's interesting, the little phrase there, this is what freaks some people out, is with groanings that cannot be heard because there are some who teach that this is tongues. No, 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 that's... A nice way to try to support that issue, but that's not what it's saying here, because notice what it says. With groanings that what? Cannot be what? Heard. You know, with groanings that cannot be, it's what the, I think the passage says there. With groanings, excuse me, which cannot be uttered, okay, or heard, I'm saying heard, but uttered, that are spoken. But the fact of the matter is, is God intercedes, and we don't even, we don't, it's not something you hear. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows, he knows the situation. He knows how to pray. And he prays for you. So sometimes it's okay when you're praying to say to him, Spirit, I don't know how to pray here. Can you pray for me? And you just be quiet. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to pray here. Can you pray for me? And trust me, he does know. He does pray for you. Because the scripture says he prays for you, right? 
Now listen, here's the other thing that is amazing because we don't know how to pray. Here's the final point. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray about. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray about. So you're in some kind of crisis. You're not even sure because you haven't gotten all the information. You just know you need to pray. Or you've got, like, sometimes this happens to me. Ever had this happen to you? You're, you're riding along the road, and all of a sudden somebody comes to mind, and you feel like you need to pray for that person. And you don't even know why that person just came onto your heart or in your mind, but you know you need to pray for them. I just say, Jesus, I'm lifting up so-and-so. You know what to pray. He knows exactly. He's the one praying when you don't know how to pray, and he knows what to pray. Because notice what the scripture there says. Look at verse 27. But he who searches the hearts, okay, that's talking about the Spirit, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. So he knows exactly what needs to be prayed for. He knows what God wants to be prayed for. Okay, so let's bring some application here. We're going to wrap it up. Here's why we're here tonight. You came here tonight because the Spirit brought you here. I'm hoping that's why. Because you want you want the next level. You want what God has for you. You want what God has for our church. You want to sense that fullness in your life. You're you're tired of the bankruptcy in your life. So you're here and you are Okay, but how do I pray for that? I don't even know what it is. George, you're just starting to teach on that. I don't even understand what it is. I just know that we need something different. You know, that's probably what some, some people are thinking. I just know I need something different in my Christian life. I need something different in our church. And you don't even know what it is. And you're like, I don't even know how to pray for that. It's okay. You just come and you say, Lord, I'm just here because I want to pray. For you to take me to the next level, take our church to the next level. And Lord, I'm praying that you do whatever you need to do. And he knows exactly, he knows your heart. He knows exactly what to pray for, and he'll pray for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so here, even like, okay, maybe you're here today and the Lord's laid on your heart, not our church in this situation of fullness, but maybe the Lord's laid on your heart tonight someone that you love very much who needs Jesus. And you're like, I don't know how to pray for them. I know they need you, Jesus. I know they need to get saved. But I don't know how to pray that they that their eyes are opened. I don't know how to pray that their heart is open. I don't know how to pray for them to even know that they need you. But I know that I need to pray for them. It's okay. You just say that to the Lord because what? He knows how to pray for them, right? And he's willing. What does the scripture say? You want to know what the will of God is? He's willing that what? None should what? Perish. That's the will of God, isn't it? So we know how to pray, right? See, the Spirit guides us. So this is what I'm hoping tonight. I'm hoping that as we pray, we go to prayer here soon, that you allow him to pray for you. That you just openly talk to him and say, hey, I'm going to pray about this situation, Lord. I don't know what to do, but I need you to guide me. I need you to guide me. Okay?
All right, let me pray for you, and then we'll talk about prayer, okay? Let's thank God for his word. Lord, we need you. We need you to guide us in our prayer time. Because, Lord, we confess that we do not know how to pray. Lord, there are times, and we struggle with them, where we don't even want to pray. Our flesh does not want to pray. But we recognize that it's only through prayer that you're going to bring us to where we need to be as a church and as individuals, where we experience the fullness of your presence in our lives and in our church. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit understands and knows our weaknesses. I thank you that because we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. He prays for us, and he doesn't just pray for us. He knows exactly what needs to be prayed according to your will. So, Lord, as we go to prayer here in a moment, I'm asking that you guide us, that you teach us, and that you show us what we need to pray for. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.